welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Tonight, uh, just Owen and I hanging out. It was supposed to be Jason Pester, but um, he couldn't make it tonight. So we're going to catch up with him in another time. Talk about the extreme gene that he has uh, going on up there in Canada. But in the meantime, I'm sure there's plenty for me and Owen to talk about. I think Owen is here. I'm right here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. there he is. Okay. I wasn't, like, have I wasn't I, sure. <laughs> have I ever missed a show that was not like, you know, uh, that I didn't warn you of beforehand? I mean, come on. Never. Thank <laughs> That's you. That's true. Yes. Christ. I will give you that. And I keep getting yelled at because my friends keep getting these, like, before premiere tickets to, like, movies. And they're all movies that I want to go see. But the catch is that they're all on, like, Tuesday nights. So, like, every <laughs> – so they're like, you want to come see Spider-Man? I'm like, of course I do. It'll be on Tuesday. I'm like, you know I can't do it. They're like, why not? I'm like, you know why. And I'm like, we've been doing this for five years, and we just had it out again just today. They're like, we're going to go see Atomic Blonde on Tuesday, like next Tuesday. I'm like, I can't pick another <laughs> oh, night. Like, we, but if we do, we don't. But if we do, we have to pay $4 more. I'm like, at my time, spending time with me isn't worth $4? It's like, yeah, so – I would yeah. pay the four dollars. Damn right. <laughs> he's like, he's, uh, he's like, well, move the show time. I'm like, do you have any idea what the discussion is with Eric to move the show time? It's like <laughs> he'd sooner pull his teeth out. It's like that. No, like I had to fight with him to move it from Saturday to Tuesdays, and that was five years ago. So you yeah. know, do it again. Uh uh-uh, uh uh. So we might be that's... we might be better off moving it back to Saturday. I don't know. No, god damn it, no. <laughs> No, we're good on Tuesdays. Uh, Fine on Tuesdays. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so tonight it's just going to be me and you talking about uh, catching up on some things. And uh, I'm sure uh, you know how these shows go. I actually enjoy these shows because there's really kind of no prep to it. You just kind of freaking go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I nah. love it. Yeah. Makes it super easy. So what's up with you, man? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. I mean, uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, reconstructing of the snake room. And I've been, like, fiddling with things, which I should never do. Um, so I did end up getting, like, two of my uh, little, my yearlings that got, like, a little bit of an RI. And I'm like, seriously? So I have to, I have to stop touching things. Stop fiddling with things. I don't know why I'm fiddling. Normally, you're the one who fiddles with things. And I'm the one that is like, hey, it worked. Never touch it again. So I'm yeah. a non-fiddler now. I, 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 I know. Non-fiddler. I, I, I <laughs> switch roles again, and it needs to stop. So, you know, there's that. Then I'm doing uh, designing a bunch of racks and cages and building stuff up and getting stuff ready. And it's like you, you think it's really, really difficult. And then you start you, – you make one. And you're like, that wasn't really so bad. So then, of course, you ambitiously take on the next one, which then fights you. And you're like, this was the worst decision I've ever made. I should just buy three of them. So, you know, I'm doing all this trying to measure and cut racks. And Matt's like, I just bought a new rack with new tubs. It came pre-assembled. Done now. And I'm like, God damn it. So, you know, 
What's what's your what are you building racks for? Like what's your what's I'm your plan? Building, I'm building grow up bins because I got I bought these amazing uh, I, I bought these racks off of my curtain that I picked up at Carpet Fest. And they were the Boa Master Economy uh, 41 quarts. Okay. And I love them. They are open, it's like in the sides, like the uh, the sides are just rails. But as you mm-hmm. go far back, it's more solid, and it comes in pieces that kind of like snap to like go together like a jigsaw puzzle. But then also. Uh, uh, it goes get get screwed in together, so the mm-hmm. racks actually fit on top of each other and next to each other, so they all kind of fit in. It's really cool. So I love those. So I got these nice forty one quarts. So I'm gonna build kind of some more of those that kind of go with, so I can add to the adult bins for my males and a few other of my smaller females. But then I also want these grow up bins where I have these yearlings that are in five quart tubs, which it's not very you know that kind of little bit. They get a little stuffed in there, and they're not really big enough for 32s or 28s. So I have enough space between my stacks of new 41s and my first stack of uh, four-foot cages to put a tall tower of 15 quarts, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. A friend of mine gave me – I guess she was using it for geckos. So she gave me one that was like three 15 quarts high. And I love it. I want more of them. It's perfect for a carpet python that's about a year old where it's too big for a baby bin and not big enough for any of those other bins. So it's a great book grow up bin. So I'm going to get a bunch of those. Um, and then other than, and then I'm going to start building a bunch of baby racks. I want the entire back corner, nothing but baby racks. Cause I found out if I move my incubator into the side room, it totally holds heat and does a great job. So made some more space and now I can fill it up with more cages. Cause that's what we all do. So, <laughs> yeah. and then I have to, I have this crazy idea of designing a cage that will have a removable center wall. It's kind of like an arboreal cage, but about as wide as one of my fours. So, and as deep. So, and that'll be for my pair of rough scales, my older pair, because then when I want them to breed, I'll just pull the wall out and then they'll have access to each other and then I'll put them back in. So nice. Yes. I keep very cool. Keep working. It's a ton of shit that I'm working on. And it's, you know, what I found is that uh, you think it's really easy about building a box and then mm-hmm. like putting shelves in it and you are dead wrong because shelves sag, you know, the, the you don't line up correctly and, unless you have a full blown table saw in your backyard, cutting uh, sheets of PVC can become difficult. So, you know, I had to figure that out and end up getting a guide for my circular saw so I can make straight cuts without looking stupid. So <laughs> it, it, it's a work in progress, but I'm, I'm learning stuff and I like it. And it's also, I also love it because now I can pretty much almost take up every inch of my room, which is awesome. So you're trying to get like Matt, right? Every I want, square like, inch. Yeah, every <laughs> square inch. I want every because then, then it's done. Then it's over. Then it's the well. I could fit a racket. No, I can't. There is no room for anything else in here. I really want this snake. I literally know I do not have capacity for it. All the bins are taken, and I can't fit any more bins, so it's done. 
So that so is what, what that we'll means. Eventually do. That means you're going to mm-hmm. have to sell stuff in order to get stuff. Yes. That's just silly. And that's just sick. <laughs> that's just that's just sickening. <laughs> Who are you? You know. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Lots. It's like how um, I actually uh, for the past two rodent orders, I took a bunch of normal carbon pythons and sold them so that I could not have to pay out of pocket for my rodents. So I'm like, this is a wonderful feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, none of this had to come out of my pocket. So, you know, now I'm spoiled and I'm like, I don't ever want to pay for my own rodents again. So. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I mean, yeah. Once that starts happening, you're like, what the hell? This is uh Shangri-La. You know what I mean? I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've decided that, you know, I've tried a bunch of different racks. I, I, I just bought AP racks not too long ago. I still didn't get the second one and I ordered it. (laughs) Um, picking it up in October (laughs) when we were at Tinley. (laughs) I mean, like right after Tinley. Yeah. But then we're going to be picking it up in Tinley. That's just going to end up happening. Here's the thing I don't understand. It's like, I get that they have a, 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 a wait time and if you're going to buy from them, I get it and all, but I ordered two of the same rack and I got yes. one and the other one is still on back order. It doesn't make any, maybe they only had, wait, wait, wait. Um, no, I, I really can't explain this. <laughs> maybe they only had one. I'm like, but then I assume other people got the same rack. So, huh. I mean, I met I met I met them at Tinley when yeah. uh, Matt was talking to them. They seem like awesome people. Um, their cages are beautiful. I love their cages. Yeah. I mean, I have one of them, and their racks are are awesome. But dude, I just can't wait that long. And I know people said like order it in advance, but holy shit, man, it's almost yeah, no. god damn. It's like ten months is a little extreme, man. I mean, I I know, and it that is that is a little. It's a little long. I mean, excuse me, let me put it this way. I The reason I kind of really like the Boa Master Rack, not just because of, like, how it clicks in and all that stuff, but uh, I know Boa Master comes to Hamburg. So, yeah. you know, I, I know, because I wanted to put it, I want two more of them. So it's like, I'm on the fence now. It's like, build enough to would be build the ones that would be the equivalent of two or just go out and buy two more that would click into the ones they already have and be really nice. So, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I guess it'll all be, yeah. you know, see how much I got left over. So, yeah. But I, I was going to order that in August, and uh, it's like I'm going to order it in August, Hamburg, and, and I'm 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 hoping that it will be ready by October, Hamburg. So it's like you got two months, and I know they laser cut all their stuff, and I'm hoping they're not too back ordered, but I, I would like that to be that way. It's also why. Um, some of the other racks that I've gotten are from uh, Dragons for You, uh, and what the hell was the other one? The the one we got the twenty eight court. He comes to Hamburg too. Oh, Sea Serpent. Sea Serpent, yeah. That stuff comes pre-made, pre-wired, preheated, and they seem to be on pretty much on the up and up and kind of move pretty quickly. And yeah, I like that. I I love that. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna when we go to Tinley, it's like I'm probably not gonna shop for snakes. I'm probably gonna see if there's a deal on a baby rack or, you know, some really cool cage or something like that. I want to keep, I want to keep going with this whole getting my room up to par 
and getting that thing going, especially because I found out I can't use that um, uh, thing from Spider Robotics, the thing that control you can control with your phone. Yeah, the, the thing I wanted to plug it into is over 200 amps, and that computer system says it can only handle 100 or so. So, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about the the thing that runs the space heater? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a, I had my uh, – it was something – it may not be the amps. It might have been some other electrical term that I'm uh-huh. escaping me. But uh-huh. apparently the the baseboard heater that I had goes like 250. And oh, the little computer system – yeah, the little computers is the thing you said it was only going to be able to handle like 100. So the the electrician, who was my friend Andrew's dad, came over and he's like, I do not recommend you running this through and doing that. So he says there are temperature controllers that you can get for the baseboards that he's looking into for me. But I can't use the uh, thing. But if you want it, I have it. And I also have the little Honeywell thing that you're supposed to have with it. Did you buy one too? Oh no, I bought one. Mine's mine's hooked up. Damn it! Damn it! I, right, I, I bought one a long time wants. ago. <laughs> I know. I gotta find someone who wants this damn thing because I got it. It's useless. So yeah, but I'm trying to get the room the finally the way I want it to be, um, right? Which is probably what I should have done before I ever moved in here. But <laughs> well, what are you yeah. gonna do? <laughs> you live I, and learn, know, right? I know, right? Yeah. Um, so. well, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sticking with vision, man. That's my go-to rack. I'm just, I'm happy with them. I use the V18 for babies, the V35 for, uh, grow outs, the V70 for males and, uh, smaller females. And then the next rack I'm getting is that BOA one, um, for the big girls, um, which is basically the same as what Matt has his yeah. big adult bloods in. So, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw a thread today that was uh, talking about, um, you know, keeping carpets and racks, and uh, you know, there were some people on there that are like totally against it. Then there was other people that, you know, sort of like uh, were on the fence. They didn't care, but they choose to keep theirs in cages and whatnot. And you know, I, I get it. I understand it. You know, yeah. but like for me, um, the only thing that I will keep in cages would be uh, what's in my um, cool room with the diamonds and stuff and the bread lie. You know, that that'll be uh, uh, all caging. You know, I don't think I'm going to go with AP, though, but I don't know. Well, see. well you, you want to wait for it? Put the order in now. Uh, but uh, I mean, like, the, <laughs> yeah, right. For you, dude, for you, dude, if you wanted to, or what I would suggest is uh, the guy, Reptile, uh, Evolution Reptile, guy who made mine, because he also delivers to Hamburg as well. So, you know, that'd oh, be one of those. Point. Exactly. I mean, I know uh, Mike Schultz with Outback Reptiles. He's that he's uh, one of his suppliers. So you put in the order and then Mike brings it up to uh, Hamburg for you. Oh. Or I think oh, okay. there's somebody, there's somebody else up there too, that also sells cages at Hamburg. So it's another, again, I like having it where it's right here, right there. Um, and I yeah. know uh, what the hell vital is it? Vital exotics? Who the hell? Um, there's another rack supplier that I've, that was looking at their stuff over the weekend at white plains. 
And that's another one that it's like they come to White Plains. So it's right here. If I need it, I grab it and I put it in the car, truck or whatever. I like that better than putting an order and waiting. And that that's what kills me. And I told you about how Andrew bought a three-foot cage from Boehm, uh, Boa File. Okay. For his, for his Burmese python. By the time right. the cage arrived, it would have made a great hide box for the Burmese python. Because oh, God. It was like, like you would have had to cram her in there. It's like that it, 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 it took so damn long. And it was just one of those things where sometimes these cage guys, because they are, because they have such great stuff, it, they get backed up and it's, it, it's just the luck of the freaking draw. And it's, you know, we don't obviously don't blame them for it. You know, it's great that you guys are doing well, but uh, I prefer to have it quickly. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I know that some stuff takes time, but like, yeah. holy shit, we're talking about <laughs> holy, holy crap, guys. I mean, yeah, I know. So it's a little, uh, a little extreme. But um, speaking of white plains, you were there this past weekend, right? How yes. did that go? It is a long drive, and I forget how long the drive is, and it sucks, especially from up here. It's about uh-huh. like three hour, some of that. So. But roll in, and, you know, I was meeting uh, Mike Brogna up there. Uh, Andrew went off and did his whole monitor thing. I barely even got to walk around because I was uh, – I, I, I ended up getting caught by a few people here, a few people here, talking to people here, waving hi. So it's like I never even got to the secondary, the annex room, so which is unfortunate because you'd like to see the whole show. Um, right. But it was a good show. There It was – uh, we got there at nine, about an hour before the doors opened, and we left around twelve thirty. And the line was still down the front steps of the building and uh, almost to where the corners cross, and it was still packed inside. So it was clearly a good show. Uh, just by the attendance, it was just massive. Um, I was wandering around and there were a few something to catch my eye. There was uh, one breeder who uh, was doing arboreal stuff and he had a gorgeous Malukan scrub. I think I saw it last time too. A um, lot of carpet Python stuff. I actually ran into Chris Lemon and he and I started walking around together and poking around at carpet Python tables. And uh-huh. it was really funny to like ask the questions and like, I'm not wearing like an NPR t-shirt or a rogue t-shirt or I'm not telling them why I'm not wearing a freaking name tag. So it's like, I'm like, I, I wanted to know stuff because these people had things labeled for Morelia that I would have never labeled stuff on. And it's partially because I don't think they really understood what the hell they were looking at or selling. Okay. Uh, case in point, someone was selling an Exanic and it said S X H underneath the Xanic. What the hell do you think it meant? S A S X H. Yes. S X H. Uh would it be the initials of the parents? X times H? No, that's what I thought. S X H and then I and then I asked and I kind of tried to make me feel like an idiot. Oh boy. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so he's like, well, it's the lines. And I'm like, the lines? He's like, yes, 
the lines. I'm like, please elaborate. Well, oh, boy. Swedish line crosses the Paul Harris line. And in my head, I'm screaming because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Paul Harris's animals are the Swedish line. There's no reason to put the H there. Everything is Swedish. So it's like, oh, God. Wait. wait. <laughs> so it's, it just goes to that thing where it's like, I'm not sure what the hell was going on with this. And it was a gorgeous exanic, but it's like, you don't, you're putting stuff on here. You're going too far. It doesn't need to be just because Paul produced it doesn't mean it's a Harris line. It's, it's all Swedish line. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that leads to uh, more confusion when it comes yes. to newbie getting into it. I mean, it's like there's different lines and then I'm going to be arguing with somebody four months from now that uh-huh. they have this Paul Harris line and I'm going to be saying, Nope, that's the there same is. thing. There <laughs> They're going to be like, no, no, it's uh, not exactly that. You're wrong. You who's been yeah. doing this for over 10 years. Clearly. Yeah. But, um, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't think people understand it. There's a difference between who produced it and a line in order to have a line animal. You have to be like one of the first people to produce the, this, thing to make it your line it, it it that doesn't work that way so it i, I don't know it's that one just kind of you know it, it kind of stuck with me for the show and that was like the weird thing of the show for me and i'm like that's just odd but gorgeous display and gorgeous animals on that guy's table he had an ocelot pairing he had some albino stuff and you know it was uh that was the other thing. He also had the initials under the albino. And I asked Chris what the hell it was, and he had no idea. So we asked the guy again, and he said it was the uh, South African line of Darwin's. And I'm like, okay, all right, good one. So, you know, and that was, and those were just, again, these are letters and initials that I'm, I was unfamiliar with, but it's just like when you start applying letters and lines and little little things on your labels it's like you you can get underwater really fast in my opinion where you are going a direction you really ought not to be going or like like with the whole swedish thing you're almost putting your foot in your mouth so yeah yeah it's <sighs> <laughs> yeah you should just put coastal exanic i mean that's big that's all you gotta do exanic <laughs> And when people are like, who produced it? Paul Harris. It's from the Swedish line. And now I'm done. I've said everything. Everything is true. Everything is not labeled incorrectly. Nothing's kind of sideways. You're done. So, but. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. So other there was. That, uh, yeah. Good. No, go ahead. Other than, I mean, that, other than that, it was a great show. I was walking around. I kept getting tempted by like random crap which i should not be buying and should not be taking home with me and i didn't and i'm proud of myself so you know like, it was uh, oh what God. Tem- what tempted you <laughs> black pines black pine snakes black pine snakes uh there was an indigo i mean i oh, oh, oh. i was talking with andrew about this and i'm like i want to get more colubrids 
I want to get like some of the bigger, more pissed off, more like crazy collier bridge, like my beauty snakes. I want more of those. He goes, yeah. I'm like, I also want to get some of Karibo and stuff. He goes, yeah. And he goes, you should stop being a wuss and just go get the indigos. I'm like, I can't get Eastern indigos. He goes, yes, you can. You just, you got to do it this way and this way. I'm like, well, let's, let's kind of put that one on a little, let's, let's put a tack in that one. And he's like, well, you can definitely get the Texas indigos. I'm like, oh, now I'm interested. So, you know, that's been something that's been spinning around my head. And he was talking about, you know, uh, he was talking about doing, he said I should, uh, do, um, Tiger rat snakes. I'm like, those don't breed. He goes, Yeah, well, half your pythons don't either. So that was nice. <laughs> wow, what a dig. No, that would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That. And I'm like, You know, it's true. But, and so there was a lot of Collierwood stuff I was looking at that I was kind of interested in. Um, then you get that random, like, this thing's really pretty. And it's something you feel like would never, ever, like, own ever or should own. It's like, I'm like, Oh my God, you know what? This sulcata just looks really pretty. I kind of like this little sulcata, or um, this frilled dragon looks awesome. So uh, there were a few things like that, a few moments of, no, 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 put it down kind of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> walk away. Walk away. Walk just away. walk the hell away. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of that. But um, all in all, it was a good show. And, you know, you kind of need to go to a big reptile show every once in a while to kind of live it up a little bit, especially because uh, – the weekend before I went to Oaks and Oaks is okay. I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's a small show that I go get my food and every once in a while you might find something cool. Uh, White Plains around this time of year is usually always packed and uh, it's fun to kind of go up and see a different, uh, a show in a different area. You kind of get exposed to different breeders, different people, different animals. So what's uh Balin or Howard there or no nah, Balin and Howard don't really do uh white planes anymore. I heard Jay oh, okay. was, McClure was there, but I didn't see him. Uh and Mike Curtin apparently uh arrived really early in the morning, did a bunch of stuff, and then ran away. So and he didn't even bend white planes, so usually I hang out at his table, but he wasn't there. Um, which is unfortunate because I still have uh, Allison's buck knife that she won in the auction that I was going to give to him. So, Mike, if you're listening, will you freaking call me so I can email just to get rid of that thing? I'll mail it to yeah. you, I swear. <laughs> or yeah. I'll drive it down. So, Let know. me know, because he has uh, a headlamp here and a cooler, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, that was a good I was going to talk to you because I was in the area, and I'm like, I should swing by Eric's talk to him for a bit and grab some like those snake sausages by the time i was done i'm like yeah eh, I'll, I'll call eric next weekend so i'm probably gonna be down <laughs> yeah. by you again this weekend i'll come see you then but right. i was just like no no more no more go home sleep so yeah. you can see the new bread lie i want to <laughs> yeah i added <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, added yeah. a pair of Priceline Breadlie, uh, Mark. Well, last week we had Bark on, and right after the show, I bought the pair because uh, I've been looking for that you know, bloodline. For all the times you tell me that I buy shit because we have the guest on, it's like you either have just bought something from the guest or are in the process of buying something from the guest that we have on the show. 
Yeah, sometimes it works out like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it does. Well, yes, yes, it does. For sure. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you know how I am. So there, there's a couple thoughts that I have that come to mind. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I've been really um, trying to uh, research. Um, so like uh, the blood, uh, well. I call it like a hall of fame type of thing. Right. So like, right. My idea was, is that, you know, whenever you're trying to put together any kind of lineage or find out, you know, where this animal came from or whatever, you know, you would go to MP. The problem is, is that from 2008 till 2012, their, the, the files are gone. So that era is gone. So, it just made me nervous to think that like carpet pythons are just sort of hitting their uh, momentum. And it just seems that, you know, a lot of the, the older breeders, um, the original people, unless it's somebody like Will Leary or Andrew Hare, um, they sort of get lost in the shuffle. If, if you know what yeah. I mean. And like their animals are, you know, they were like major, uh, you know, major animals in, in the carpet python world back in the day. Um, mm. So anyway, uh, you know, I've been researching and, 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 and looking up and trying to find, it's like next to impossible to find some pictures of these animals uh, where they used to be on MP. And then sometimes even when they are on MP, it's like a photo bucket thing and they right. disappear all right, and, just a black picture of this photo bucket image or some shit, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I was talking to Matt Morris about this, not this past time that we were in Texas, but the time before that, we were talking about, you know, we're having a conversation about how things are getting away from the forums and it's all on Facebook. Here's a couple yeah. of things I noticed. Like when you go to search for some something, yeah, Facebook never comes up. No. It never comes up on Google. So nope. how the hell am I going to find it on Facebook? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you I make you, a good point. <laughs> you can search on Facebook, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. I, I just think like, uh, it's next to, uh, next to impossible to, uh, to track anything down. Um, my wife is texting me to find out if the dog is with me, but he, <laughs> is not <laughs> oh god oh god oh god <laughs> um, so anyway i've been i've been trying i've been trying to put together this uh this database of not even a database just like i've just saved these pictures to files and stuff of, of people and what they're producing and and animals that maybe 10 years from now people will be looking at like oh i remember that you know who has blah 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 well, you know animal it's great because, like, I need to start building up my lineage charts for last year and this year and all that crap. And I'm like, holy crap, I don't think I have pictures of so-and-so's parents. I don't think I have pictures of this and this parents. And it's like, this is important shit. It's, if you want to start building lineage charts, you kind of need that stuff sometimes. People like to see that. And it would be really, really good if there was a place to go get that. So, you know... I'm going to let you know what I need. <laughs> so hopefully you got it. So, yeah. So I've been, I, you know, I have a, I had a web page 
that I was slowly putting this together. Um, and it turns out that there's some people working on a jungle carpet Python one. Uh, cause I was talking to Charlotte and, um, she was telling me that, uh, her and her friend, um, uh, I think Andrew's involved. And then, um, let's say Andrew Ferris is somewhere in here, right? So yeah, Brian yeah. Holt, he, you know, okay. they were, they're working on that for jungles. And, um, you know, I, I was talking to them and just said, you know, if they want me to add that stuff onto the page because that I would, but, you know, it's like one of those things where like, uh, if somebody wanted to look up an animal, they could go to this website and then, you know, just kind of like click and see and hear the history of it. That way, um, you know, it's all kind of there. There's just some stumbling blocks, I guess, like using other people's pictures. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and so you'd have to get permission from everybody. Then people could submit the pictures. Um, but, uh, that could be that could be a pain as well, you know, because you, you might be. have people just sending in pictures and how do you choose which is what you know what I mean? Like, right? You know, that could be uh, that could be difficult. Um, and uh, you know, knowing the story behind the animal is is kind of important as well because sometimes when you're if you look on the forum, things might have changed uh, since you know, those posts were put up or maybe we know different information or, you know, something yeah. like that. But, uh, yeah, because I was going through like on MP, there's a thing it's called, uh, Morelia. I think it's just called Morelia Spelota or something like that. And it's the old one. So it's like, I guess when the forum was oh, first God. around, it was, yeah. and it's funny because I started clicking through and you have some posts in there and it's like, Oh God. Wow, no, what a noob. No, no young <laughs> Owen. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't have facial hair and I had two carpet pythons. God, no. Let's not pretty talk much. about that guy. Yeah. God. So, uh, but it's it was it's pretty interesting, at least for me. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. like you looking back and you see, you know, where carpet python hobby, the carpet python hobby was and where it is now. To me, I geek out as much about the history behind it as much as the animals. Um you know, not necessarily like it has to have lineage, just, just the history of like, you know, and you can see just by looking at, you know, whether it's a lineage chart or, or animals breeding, you can see how much selective breeding has really mm -hmm. happened uh, with, with certain things. And, um, you know, I don't know. So anyway, the, <laughs> I went on this long tangent I was looking no, for, um, supernova pictures of supernova jack so i was listening back the to the, yeah i was listening back to the episode with jay mcclear and yeah. i know that he worked with them for a while and i know that mike curtin worked with them for a while but this is one of those things like it's going to get lost in the hobby and not not that you know not that it's anything special i guess i mean other than mm -hmm. i think they're cool looking but it's just one of those things like that line, unless somebody preserves it and then it's disappeared and then forgotten about. And then, you know, 10 years from now, somebody's going to be asking about it or whatever. And, you know, no, it's going to be gone. So I was trying to figure out whether it was bred from the new Guinea, like the Nova Guinea carpets. Yeah. to a jag which is what mike says but when yeah. we talked to jay mcclear 
which I had to listen back to remind myself of this, is that uh, it was something different, and these animals were very different looking. So I don't know. So it's like you're getting two different stories. So which story is right? You know what I mean? Right. Like trying to figure out which one is which. Um, That's the other I, I downside thought, to this stuff of that it's not hammered. Like the the story wasn't hammered out and and hasn't been kept up. It's it's almost like a whisper down the lane. Where I heard yes. from this one that it's this. Okay, yes. I heard from this one it's that. And that's that can be bad after a while because then things get skewed. And people start believing that you can breed Jag the Jag and get living leucistics. No, God <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I've, I've been trying to amass my whole point of this whole story that I'm saying is I've been trying to amass um, these different lines and bloodlines of all these different carpets so that, you know, at least I have them, even if it's just for me and nobody gives a shit, at least I have them because you never know. Like <laughs> some day, go to some, yeah, some, somewhere, somebody may be looking for, you know, X line and they can't, they can't find it. Now, maybe those certain things should be lost and, you know, we should move on and, you know, whatever. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. And also, so, uh, you know, it's not even when it goes down that far. It could be somebody's looking for information about a line. Or, yeah, even better, somebody on Facebook starts, starts screaming at the top of their lungs that they have this line and it's from this animal and this is how cool it is. And you can step in and be like, mm, no, no, that's not a real thing. And like, you know, that's, yeah. they, at least correct it. it. There's a lot of good in that. And it's really beneficial to me because then when I build my lineage charts, I just have to, you know, email you and bug you for pictures and stuff. And that's great. I can do that standing on my head. So, yeah. you know, that's awesome. You just yeah. want to make my lineage charts for me? I'd love you forever. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, But it's funny that um, today, just out of the blue, um, this guy, uh, Colin Seifert, I think is his last name, Seifert from Brew City Reptiles, um, contacted me asking about, um, uh, what do you call it, Um, Nova Guineas. Mm. And... I was, uh, you know, I said, Hey man, that's kind of crazy. Uh, so I gave him two episodes to listen to, gave him some information and, you know, told him what I knew and, you know, went from there. But, uh, you know, it's still, so for people that don't know, um, I'll just tell the story of the Nova Guinea. So we have it out there, um, mm-hmm. for people. So they know exactly what we're talking about. Um, I have, have it written down so I don't jack it up. Um, <laughs> but let's see. Doo, doo. Oh, here we go. So, um, apparent. So, so Nova Guinea. So, so first, let's say that there's two different things I think of when I hear Nova Guinea or New Guinea. There's Derek Rodden's right. animals, which are called New Guinea, and mm. Um, that's just how they were sold to him. But then there's these other ones called Nova Guinea carpets. And this line was descended from wild caught stock from animals that came from the Island of New Guinea. Uh, where exactly on the Island? Um, 
that's sort of in question. Um, right. So years ago, CITES permits were required to transport animals within Europe. So in order for it to go back and forth, you had to have CITES permits. And on some of these documents um, that that these animals were getting shipped by, they were listed as Nova Guinea. So the Latin for new is Nova. So that's the idea of where New Guinea comes from and why it's called Nova. Um, mm-hmm. This would imply that it originated on the Papua New Guinea side of the uh, of the island. Um, it, it was on the other side. The country of of origin would be Indonesia. Um, so I, I, there was some talk some years ago that the founder pair originated in. Moorhead district of Papua New Guinea, but there's no way to verify that. Nobody can say for sure whether it was. Um, Ali, that region is just over the border, which would make it more plausible, but the location would make it hard to explain the morphological differences uh, between Nova Guineas and IJs. So Mm -hmm. that's where the confusion comes in, because why would they be so different looking but yet so close together because they really mm-hmm. are different looking. And even the ones that Derek has are different. Their heads are bigger. It's more like a Contro type of head, uh, like right. a Vioc, like that dragon type of head, if you will. And um, they almost like the ones, the Nova Guineas almost look like Jags. Um, you know, they're not the brightest color, but this guy, Randy Mackey, what he did is he took those, what I thought was the Nova Guineas, and this is why it's in question. He took those Nova Guineas, and what he did is um, he he took them and he bred it to a coastal jag. No, he bred a coastal jag male, and he bred it to a New Guinea female. Um, yes. And they were small snakes, like small, and it dropped 25 mm-hmm. eggs. Um, so I, I guess he posted them up on MP, but I couldn't find the thread. I think it was deleted. Um, but they were these white jags, and they had super reduced yep. patterns. So he called them supernovas. Um, and the thread, which I can't find, was called uh, super reduced jag kids. And it had like this creamy beige look to them. Um, and I think at one point, Mike Curtin was breeding his ivory uh, Ted to, uh, to the Nova Guinea. Yeah, I think you're right there. That's kind of the story behind the whole thing. Um, You know, I don't know. Well, it's weird because I remember because actually Chris got, uh, Chris Foley, got a pair of baby Nova Guinea uh, supernovas uh, that he eventually, I think he ended up selling them back to Randy or I think he sold them directly to Jay. So, it was one of those things where I saw them when they were really, really tiny and they were kind of like a off white, which right. the problem is though, is that everybody was chasing these white Jags at that point. It was really weird. And it was that special weird place in time where there were one or two morphs in carpet Python, but everybody else was ch- chasing their own thing, their own little thinker project, their own little, if something brand new came out and it got a name, it was something special. There was uh, the white Jag, the yellow Jag, the jungle Jags, the IJ Jags. There was the ornate Jaguar, which is just a heavy pattern Jaguar. You know, what the hell? Somehow you threw a name on it and people wanted to buy 
the thing no one ever wanted to, nobody ever wanted to buy. So it was that kind of stuff. So with this whole Nova and Supernova, it's like I could see where slapping a name on it to get it to kind of be a little bit flashier is trying to get it to sell. If it was from kind of related to almost an IJs and kind of stuff like that, it was, it, it's weird, but I do see with some refinement of the supernova Jags that they kind of hold a lot of that creamy white color back, especially with the reduced pattern. Cause uh, back then the Ocelot for Jags on the side, the side saddles, were very broad. Um, they had like colors in there and then through breedings of reduced pattern animals to reduced pattern animals, you end up getting animals every once in a while where there's barely anything in uh, the saddle, especially if IJ is involved. So the whole supernova thing was definitely that um, thing. So it's one of those where uh, I never really got into it or bought into it, but I definitely saw the potential. So it's cool. But uh post to picks up. Yes. Those are cool. Yeah. Like yeah, so it's like these super white jags and this guy, mm-hmm. um uh Colin um from Brew City Reptiles, he worked with um with his he has the supernova. So it's cool that at least know um who has them. Yeah, and they started breeding the supernovas to, like, everything. It was like they were – somebody was crossing them with ivories. Somebody was crossing them with jungles. Somebody was crossing them with the white diamond at one point. They kind of went all over the place. Um, nobody really kind of took them back in with each other, which is kind of what I would have liked to see happen because um, nobody went and grabbed a non-jag supernova or anything like that. So um, they're definitely very cool. And it was kind of like the whole, uh, but I think at the right, when they came out, it was one of those where everybody had kind of gotten a little bit burned by the whole Benjamin thing where everybody bought his offspring because he was a white Jaguar and he's going to throw really cool babies. And those white babies are going to come out of my babies. They're going to be gorgeous compared to everybody else's. And then, uh, nobody else ever produced a white Jaguar. So, you know, there's not there's uh we have to talk about Russian tigers. No we don't. What, what? no, we don't. No we don't. No we don't. No we don't. <laughs> we don't gotta do shit. Russian tigers. Yeah, here. Yeah. Which that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of a weird uh weird name because it's like people say Russian locality, but it's like the, yeah. they're not from Russia. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're yeah. carpet pythons, they're still from Australia. So yeah, yeah. it's it, that's what I don't understand. That's another thing where it's like you what the, the correct term would be line, but you've taken it and put the word locality, which is wrong. It's a it. God damn it! It's like when you just get one of them right. It's, yeah. So yeah, there. It, I believe the story with the Russian, and they even call them Russian Reds every once in a while too. And I'm guilty of that. Um, with the Russian tigers, is that they are offspring of a pair of animals that were kept and bred in the Moscow Zoo? Uh, yeah, hold on. I got that written down, too, so I would be able to. Awesome. This, I knew there was a reason I keep you. This is great. I mean, you know, I just have to 
I have to get close, and then you just finish it. So they yeah, were animals. Okay. And you're like, you're correct, so, Owen. So Mike got them from Randy Mackey. Um, right. Mike was looking for a female for his Jag, because back then you have to remember that Jags were like this um, – you know, brand. they were like thousands of dollars. So it was like the morph to have. So everybody was trying to breed and make coastal Jags. So Mike's trying, he has his Jag and he, uh, he's trying to breed it. So, uh, Randy comes and he, he says he has this female and, um, they were a locality from Russian zoo stock. Um, the locality was somewhere in Queensland. I can't remember exactly where it is, but anyway, they weren't able, ever able to actually ver. I mean, how do you verify that? But they came Man. from a zoo, right? Um, so I, I think the yeah, I think Mike said that when he went there, he was just going to actually just purchase the female, but he ended up getting the pair. With all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So because um, Randy didn't want to split the pair up because you know of the idea that they were locality. So right. they worked out this breeding loan and this big thing. So Mike took him and he bred him and blah, blah, blah. Um, but then he couldn't find touch with Randy or whatever. And then he actually ended up um, buying the project out. Um, so I think the first time he bred her, she slugged out. And then I think the third, the second he did a maternal incubation and the third, he finally got some babies. Um, that's when he bought them out because he wanted to show them what the hell he just hatched and mm-hmm. very variability in that clutch was high. Um, so Randy talked about, yeah, he did. He sent them some emails talking about the Lindy lineage. And basically it comes down to this. He got it from a friend who got it from someone with connections to the Moscow zoo. The parents were collected from a place outside of McKay, Queensland called Yakapuri Depot. Um, Nick hell? Mutton. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> Yakapuri Depot. So Nick Mutton found out that the Russian zoo was working with Morelia um, and found that the guy had uh, had them and verified that they were from Russian zoo stock. So they actually came from that zoo, and that's verified. What the thing is in question is, is that locality legit? Um, yeah, there you go. They're beautiful. Those are my, those are my two. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. So, um, I have a female. That's why I was asking you about a male. Uh, I'll get so you. When you. Don't bring, you worry. When you okay, bring, be, I'm gonna have to get a male. It'll be one of those. It'll be one of our famous exchanges where you know I put a carpet python in a deli cup on like in front of you and then walk away. So you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of the story behind that. And you know, he he hatched out some crazy looking. Uh, you know, I love them. They're like great. the reason that he called it a Russian tiger is because, I mean, let's face it, they look like tiger carpets, but mm-hmm. you know, they're from that Russian zoo the line. Red so is that's intense. where that comes from. Yeah, the red is intense. I uh, I wanted to get a really really good looking red jag female for my Russian red uh, t- for my tiger Russian tiger male, and. I was like so like getting ready to pull the trigger and then I hatched out a bunch of red jags and tiger jags. So I'm like, mm, let's see who develops out of this. So right. yeah, I have my eyes on a few. 
but it's one of those things where um, they're going to be the they're going to be really cool animals. And that's another thing. It's 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 a line that it's only really been hasn't really been developed or tweaked. Like no. Mike's still one of the only guys that's really played with it. And I'm like, really? With the M- MBB hasn't even touched this stuff yet. And I'm like, and you're working for you're looking for intense red, really cool looking animals. And nobody's <laughs> thought about nobody's thought about crossing an MBB red jag to this. What do you mean nobody's thought about it? Uh, other it's than in my you, book. nobody has ever thought about. <laughs> nobody's ever done it. People who actually have the ability, like you know, Balin's got all that high quality red stuff. Now I know he's probably trying to keep his his red line of tigers away from the Russian line, but right. You don't grab a girl and toss your red boy to it just to see what the hell happens. I'm going to argue with him next time I see him. So, yeah. What's the striping on, and, and what's crazy is, and I'm going to find them, but what's crazy is, is that um, those, uh, what do you call it, are not that, they're not striped at all. I'm just trying to see if I have a picture of them. The, the mom and dad? Send yeah. me the if you have pictures of the original line, you need to send that to me. Like you email that to me tonight. I do God have them. It. I know I have them. All right. Well maybe not tonight. Uh when I bother <laughs> you for these later, you remind me that you have these. Yeah, I have to uh I'll have to find them and post them. But um Yeah. I don't think I have them. Maybe I have them saved in my phone. I don't know. Um Well the other thing is that I I mean carbon pythons number one. I've seen I've thrown red animals out of pairs that would have never had that I would never thought a red animal would come from, but were they'd have red in the line. And then I've also thrown striped animals out of pairs that I would have never thought stripes came from. You did that by breeding banded animal to banded animal and you got your or you got uh what was it, your tiger heads. You bred oh, yeah. a really heavily banded animal to a kind of striped animal and you ended up getting striped animals. It's like that how does this make sense? So carpets are just known for throwing stripes and for throwing cool colors too. So a little bit of work. Maybe the Russians would just be goddamn gorgeous. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you take control for a second, and I'm gonna get this picture. Um, How am I gonna take I control gotta, of? Just <laughs> talk about your project with them or something. Just give me like two well, minutes because I have right. to unplug my headphones. And, and counting. And counting. Yeah. But um, with my stuff is that I don't really know what I'm going to do with the Russian Reds. Obviously, what I want to do is continue it and breed them to each other. But I do want to interject a few other stuff because I want to get my one male, uh, my male uh, Russian Red Tiger. I want to get him into a Tiger Jag and into – uh, the same red lines that I've been working with when it comes to uh, basically I want to kind of get him mixed into Echo and stuff like that. All those red Tiger Jags that I have really, really reduced patterns, but I want that kick-ass kind of bright color of the Russian red. So I'm kind of on the fence about the two. Um, I definitely want to move forward with both, but they're awesome. And uh, if anybody even... Uh, is on the fence about that or if you're working on a good tiger project or a good red project and you haven't contacted Mike Curtin about getting uh, a pair of the Russian reds I would because like I said there's a lot of potential here 
with a line of animals that hasn't really been altered too much other than Mike just keeps breeding his, his same Russians. So, you know, there hasn't been really, he also has spread, I believe some, some offspring of his first pair, but there haven't been any, nobody's dragged in new blood. Nobody's plugged in different lines. And, uh, you know, there hasn't really even been too many crossings with Jags. People tend to keep the Russians, away from everything else so ah, those are pics of mom and dad my girl kind of looks like that okay i have to save these all right those are it. Right, cool so they do the male in the male original line looks bright as hell even then that's that one uh side stripe looks really bright this is what carpet pythons were when i started they were you know, the, the the brighter one was somebody would pay a ridiculous amount of money for that just because it was brighter and cooler than the other ones. So, I, uh, yeah, and that's your girl. Jeez. So, yeah, the uh, definitely the Russians are a project that I think if you're into coastals, into tigers, um, into reds, is something you should definitely go and take a look at. Um, I definitely love that picture of my boy. I mean... That's I love that. I really hope he keeps all those colors and stays that bright, even though I know he's going to dull out a little bit, but um, I'm hopeful for something like that, I guess. But either way, they're going to be cool, and I would like to see what people could do with that, potentially, uh, being that we've seen what Balin's done with uh, his red tigers, what Balin's done with just the straight-up MBB Reds, um, that would be real cool. Uh, and also, I mean, Nick's done a lot of the legwork even by just establishing that that what we were told was true. Uh, a lot of times when we're told stuff like that, of it coming from zoo stock, there's really no way to verify unless you can find the zoo. And a lot of times if you find the zoo, they don't advertise that they have an animal that is not on display if they have just like a pair or two in the back. Uh, so that Nick has actually established that the Moscow Zoo was working with Morelia is a good step in the right direction. And that's, I think, one of the uh, go-to fibs and lies that somebody will either try throwing in there uh, just to get something moving. Um, I was told uh, numerous times that some animals that, I purchased came from zoo stock with no way of verifying. I think uh, somebody told me my rough scales came from the Los Angeles zoo, which doesn't make any sense because the Los Angeles zoo doesn't have any rough scales. So not sure where they were going with that one, but either way, it's a good project and should jump on where the hell is Eric. So <laughs> your two minutes is up, but um other than that, uh, the Russian project, I'm trying to think of another good project to go on through. Obviously, it would be the MBV Reds is another good coastal one. But pretty much any of the coastal localities that are out there, um, Rockhampton, Brisbane, things like that would be great uh, to alter if you're getting into coastals. It'd be a good thing that I would like to see more people uh, do. So... Um, 
I have to myself get some Brisbane's, but nobody really does anything with the Rockhamptons. Uh, the Port Douglas is another one that I think people should really kind of get into. Um, there's a lot of, there's not a really a lot of love that goes on with coastals. It seems to be everybody is hard pressed to keep breeding, keep working on jungles. And then Eric has his little camp full of IJ people that are working on different various IJs and stuff like that. Um, altering all their colors and trying to get those bright lines coming up. And there are some really cool, uh, IJ bloodlines. Uh, when I was first getting into it, everybody was really all about Hannibal and, uh, Bullwinkle and stuff like that. And obviously now I would love to see that kind of happen with, uh, coastal carpet pythons, but I would also like to see the localities kind of be on their own separate away from some of the lines and some of the other stuff. I don't want people to be grabbing Brisbane's and throwing them to anything under the sun uh, just to get babies because you're nearly not going to do uh, the locality as well as the morph really kind of any justice. So it's one of those things where um, I'm kind of a double-edged sword. I'm telling everybody to buy um, like four pairs of carpet python and keep them all separate away from each other. Um, obviously, you know, do what the hell you want to do with your own snakes, but I'm just telling you what I would do. Uh, so that's the Russian project. Um, let me see what else. The other projects, I already mentioned all the coastal stuff. Um, obviously the jungle stuff, if you were wanting to get into that and kind of mess around with their, uh, Tully and a few other. Uh, lines of jungle. I don't see a lot of Bendevetter stuff like I used to. Um, those used to be all over the place. So that would be kind of cool to add to. And obviously not necessarily make it into a zebra, but you can do a bunch of other stuff with that too. You're back. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I was there the whole time, but for some reason, my uh, I guess I shouldn't have unplugged my headset because now I Never can't get to work. Never the headset. So. so I had to call in with my, uh, my phone. But, uh, oh, great. Anyway, but uh, those are cool pictures, and you're right. They, like, dude, the um, the female in that picture, the original line Russian, looks a lot like my girl, but the male looks like a little bit brighter. And people used to flip shit over like a normal coastal that was a little bit brighter, so because everybody oh, was yeah. talking about how they were going to do the same damn thing that they did with jungle with coastal, and nobody ever did it. So, well, kind of. Don't worry, my friend. <laughs> Don't worry. <sighs> I just had to. Give, of... I, I had to wait another year. I just had to wait because I almost I almost pulled the trigger on Brisbane's this year, but I'm gonna have to wait and wait till next year. So, dude, they're so nice, man. Mine I know. Really coming, coming into their, you know, I guess like the adult colors are coming in. Yeah. You know. But holy shit, they're nice. Yeah, I'm so going to have to do that eventually. You know, I can't be a coastal-loving fiend if I can't have Brisbane's. So. I can't believe you don't have any of them. You don't have Port I know. Texas, you don't have no. Rockhampton. I don't have any localities. Nope. Now, the wow. other thing is that cage space is like, because I did cages, not racks, I only have this many cages, and I have this many animals, so... It's kind of yeah. like pick and choose. That's why I'm kind of doing the room over again and including a lot more adult racks because then I have, 
you know, my smaller males can live in a 41 court happy. So, you know, mm-hmm. different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, well, you know me. I have to have one of everything. Everything. Deal, but, you know. You're like, you're like, I finally got the fifth line of, of, of bread life today. I'm like, there are some people out there who have no idea <laughs> that there are five lines of bread light anyway. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, I know, right? So yeah, I got the the Harris, the the Apores, the uh, Price, the Hypo, and the Lasik. So yeah, so pretty happy. Yeah. yeah, you should be. Which is like, and that was something I was kind of touching a little bit, and which is why I, I love your approach to it, and I wish more people would do it. Is you have the lines, and you're going to breed the lines together to create more of the line, but then you're also going to do other stuff with those animals to create things like hypo, stone, wash, and strike. So your one bread lie that is priced is not going to only have to breed with like a striped animal, therefore killing all pure price lines animals coming out of your stuff. It's like you're you're gonna make sure that these projects are kept separate so that the line isn't going to dead end itself on something. It's like a lot of times you hear about the line and then that one line is used for nothing more than to make this morph and then now pure stock of the line is gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like the fours are kind of like the uh, poor man's hypo, if you will. Yeah. You know, they seem to be uh, the one that everybody seems to be going for. Um, the reason I like the price bloodline, and I, I was talking about this earlier, was that they have like these tendency for like these spots on the back, yes. and the female that I got has that real prominent. That's um, nice. So, again, selective breeding type of deal for that, you know, reducing that pattern and having more of those, those spots, um, you know. And then the Harris bloodline has more of that, like, the, the brick red look um, yeah. where the afours the are more of that orangey type of, of red, um, both of which are cool. You know, but like, like you're saying, like, people haven't even, like, crossed any of that. I mean, no. I know... Somebody I saw did an afores to a hypo, and I know I saw it somewhere. I think I saw it today. And um, they're going to be insane, man. They're just like, oh, my God, that's like whole next-level shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's what has to happen with a lot of these things. And, like, you know, Red Lie and Inlands, uh, Inlands and Darwins, you yeah. know, uh, the morph think, thing is, is cool, but at the same time, like, those species, I mean, if you could have realized how much people would have killed somebody yeah. for a pair for of Darwin, ugly Darwin. In <laughs> back in 2007 or six, you know what I mean? Like, you would have, like, I mean, you didn't even, you couldn't even dream about it. And, like, oh, listening dude. back to some old shows, people say all the time, they used to say, and this is before Darwins were really available, or even albinos. But the yeah. thing was, is like they would say the same thing: "I just want a pair of Darwins," and they would all yeah. say, "I want a pair of Het," not necessarily just albino. Which albino is cool, don't get me wrong, but 
you know, there's a lot of uh, breeding potential with with Darwin's and and Inlands and and uh, you know, IJs. And, I mean, jungles get all the attention because they do. They're yellow. Like I said, uh, it's hard to beat a yellow and black snake. The contrast is just you know, it's crazy insane, and that's understandable. But you know, you got to put the work in to get these other subspecies up to uh, up to that same same level. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it's also the well, no, the establishment is that like I, I've seen some really kick-ass Darwin's of late that have just there's no al- they're not albinos they're just the lines are getting cooler and brighter and the animals themselves are getting brighter and definitely more attractive. So yeah. the, the what the option is is that and I've always said this from like day one you. You, you get out what you put in. So when you put in two really good quality animals into a morph, you're going to get really good quality animals at the back end. So breeding an albino to a really kick-ass looking Darwin to make those really kick-ass looking heads, when they're bred back to each other, you're going to get really kick-ass looking albinos. Like I, I just imagine the color is going to be 10 times more intense the yellows will be brighter. The white will be nice, cleaner. You can do a lot. And yeah. to see that potential really only established in jungles and really only kind of mess with a little bit in Darwin. And then, of course, you and your little band of IJ people. It's like <laughs> I want to see it definitely worked with Coastals. I want to see it definitely worked with other stuff. And if I could go back in time, I would kind of gear my entire collection towards that. Um, I would, and it's on my list of things to get into is I want all the lines of coastal. I want every single one, all the localities and I want the different lines and I definitely want to get into this. I mean, if you can see really the only person who's really kind of done anything in my opinion would be Michael Pennell and him getting those coastals that were just bright yellow were gorgeous. And those were original line coastals. And that was like only a few breedings were the stuff. And all everybody, all anybody ever did with those was breed them the jags and tigers, and it's like whatever. So that's why I keep yelling at you to breed your M pens together into nothing else, so that I can get a pair of pure M pens and run away. So yeah, you know, it's like um, it's one of those things that um, I'm gonna post a picture. Uh, Sylvester was a line of coastal and I kicked myself because I had a pair. Um, I I think basically at that point, it was the last pair that was uh, available in the U S Nick had a male uh, and I had a female because the male uh, died, but then it ended up that the, the the female died too, but Uh. So that line, for the most part, I mean, it's been crossed into things, but it's gone. Well, the pure line's gone. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, – look at them. They're beautiful. I mean, they were beautiful, beautiful coastals. Um, Blake Bauer produced them, um, you know, but uh, <laughs> my, my pair. You know, I remember um, that, the, the top one. Yeah. I remember that my top female, one being a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, my female looked like that. So, like, I know Nick has worked with this line, so a lot of us are descended from this, but that line is gone. It's gone in the U.S. It's no longer gone in the world. I want to say 
that the female on the top is the dam of the male that I bred to Sophie. Okay. I think. I have to double check this and I gotta talk to Nick. Because then that because because the bottom the second picture looks so much like the coastal female that I kept from Sophie. So that would be so cool if I can if I can trace this shit back to Sylvester line, that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I have I know at one point I had posted it up but um I had like uh you know, the the actual is this the Sylvester? I think this one is one too. That female is gorgeous. I would I want that one. <laughs> That's so cool, BPI. Um, that's Michael Pennell. That's a Lloyd Lemke. Yeah. That's, that's, that's basically where Michael Pennell's line came from. But that's yeah. one of the founders. Fat neck. <laughs> it doesn't have a head. It's, its head goes <laughs> yeah. right into its neck. And Boys and girls, have... that is not what you want. <laughs> in the yeah, right? <laughs> wow. So they kept them back then, man. You know, you know that. I know. I, that way, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I believe <laughs> I want to say this is the other. This is the female to that VPI line, and you can kind of see like where M Pen's line kind of came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that second one I just posted, you can kind of see where the selective breeding for the stripe came in and whatnot. But um, I'm trying to see if I have a picture of the. Uh, the actual uh, MPEN coastals, because uh, I think I have your, their lineage. Your MPENs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was you amazing. should have something for your MPEN. I mean, they're. I've seen them yeah, numerous times. You've posted them up a bunch, so. Well, I have the actual pictures of them. I'm looking for, which I'll find it as we as we go through. Either one, yeah. Yeah, I it's, mean, I mean, there's just so much potential. Um, and it's just kind of a shame that you know. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking Morse at all because I love them too. You know what I mean? I, I love them just as much as I love these other things. But you know, part of the whole, the whole thing is like trying to. Uh, uh, you, see, you want to try to keep preserving it because you want other people to be able to get into it too. You know. Right. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So. All right. So these are the ones that that produced my M pens, and the female that one there is almost an exact replica of my female, and that's 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 the male. Okay. That's that's from. uh, But when you start looking at these, like look at that. Tell me that doesn't look like a jag. Yes. Yep. 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 And you know yeah. this picture. I love that snake. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just Yes, that's this is that's how it works. My I had uh the the first one you just posted up mm-hmm. I had numerous animals look just like that. I had a trio of M pens at one point and they all looked that but like were had the brighter yellow or something like that. Yeah, they're just hey. cool. And you know, this, this is why I think that might be my boy. <laughs> so the last one you just posted, that might be my boy that I bred. Um, 
maybe. I have to check. I have to dig up the old pictures. Looks like him. And I got him from Nick as an adult male. So, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. An M pen produced by, yeah, that's, I believe that's Nick's. Yeah. Um, but that's why I think it's important that these things don't get lost because would anybody else have these pictures? Where are you going to get those pictures from? Where no, you you're get right. This info from, you know what I mean? So like I try to amass as much as I can and try to, you know, think of what's and they're important. important. I mean, what is you it? Know? The, the green tree python breeders go back. What? How many Way years? Back. You think? Yeah, come on now. So, yeah. really I would say let, that. Let go. I would say that. Um, you know, the only person that I know that's doing uh, doing some really cool stuff besides Michael Pinnell with coastals is. Um, yeah, it does look like a jag. It's insane. Is uh, mm-hmm. Eric Hernandez? Um, yeah. This is his uh, his coastals. Um, but I do have a female from his his line. Yeah, I almost well, snagged one from him earlier this year. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you you yeah, hatched out I know a lot of coastals. You know the potential. You know I where do. you go. Well, also, and, uh, he does a lot of the red stuff, too, and that's where a lot of the potential kind of comes in there. So, you know. So that's his, uh, I mean, look at that girl. Yeah. I love that. Then, They're so clean. <laughs> so cool. That, so, you know. Something about, and that's, that. The, the guy, you got to understand, that was, at one point, like the top of the line red animal. That was that was it. That's what everybody was all about. And the potential of it is like you gotta almost look at her head pattern to see the potential for the red color that's gonna come in that is actually gonna spread throughout the body in her offspring. So it's like yeah, we know that reds back then some of them weren't even really red. But or they lost all their red by the time they started actually getting size on them. But now their offspring, grandchildren, great grandchildren, stuff like that, really hold the really nice red color. That animal is gorgeous. That's Whatever the, the hell female that is. I got. That's the female I got from him. Apparently, we're due for one of those. Owen comes over and opens every drawer because you've been hiding things from him again. Visit. So, you know, I never show you this stuff. I never, you never show, show you me this, the good uh, things that you know I'm going to steal. So, you know, stuff. you never show me the coastal stuff because, you know, I'm now gonna imagine, take it. imagine an M pen male with that uh-huh. female. Imagine I, I, what I, do, I do like that, but you know what I'm going to say you should put to it. Two red, red. Well, a certain red, a particular red. A Two, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All I want. I would probably. I don't even think I would do Jag. I think I would just do uh, bees. Well, I would do Molly Ringwald's brother. Well, oh. Uh, All right. Okay. Either or. A straight red coastal. Either or. I'm saying maybe. You know? 
in a year or two. Maybe both. When, exactly. <laughs> maybe in a year or two when you've already bred her to Molly Ringwald's brother, maybe you throw a bead to her. Maybe, you know, keep, keep options, my friend. Options. Yes. yes. What I like about that animal and what I would breed for in that particular, you know, selectively breed is I like the black. Yes. That outlines the tan, mm-hmm. which outlines the khaki color. And it, that contrast just really pops, in my in my opinion. The outline is always really – now, I'll admit some animals look great when the outline dissipates from the saddles and stuff of like that. And others – it, 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 they, I find them lacking without the, that, that, that stark contrast between the different zones. So, um, well, just look at the mother. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. she, she kind of lost that outline, but she almost looks like a ghost. Yeah. You know what I mean, like really cool. Lots of potential, man. Tons. Tons. Tons of potential. So, but no, no, yeah, everybody, like, everybody wants to get you know five genes into a into a carpet python. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You can do other <laughs> things. And there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, no. not anti that, but you know there are, you know, tons of stuff that you can uh, that you could be doing. Um, you know, pick a subspecies that you like. I, I mean, yeah. You know, give me give me ten years, man, and you know those other. The, I call them the underdogs of the carpet world. They're going to be. Uh, you have five years. Be a sight to see, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's like so, I can't wait to see. Uh, I think the potential for inland is so untapped; it's ridiculous. You oh know, every every year, I think the babies are getting bluer and cleaner, and I'm like, all right, in a couple of years, these things are just going to be gorgeous. So, yeah, yep. I got to get cracking on mine. I can't wait to breed those guys. You do. Them out, I need so. some. So, you know, like, yeah, that's what people keep, people listen to the show and then, you know, God bless you. Love you all. You know, they contact me because they hear me talk about things that I want and they all contact me. They all make, they, they offer me stuff. They all are very nice. They're all very cool. And I love it when they do that. But a lot of them, I'm like, here and I'm like, well, Eric's going to produce it in two years. Uh, I, I'll wait. And so, you know, that's the unfortunate part is I'm sitting here and I'm like, I shouldn't really buy it. Eric's going to make it in a few years. You got to wait. You know, I'll talk to him. You know, all that other right. stuff. So, you know, that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to uh, to be popping these out. And you know, and like I said, that's again, cool. more stuff is cool, but you know. To, to breed bread lie and I still don't know what my strategy is going to be with those guys. You know, after we were talking with Mark, he had me thinking about how they like, and I, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit on this Go for since it. we have just me and you, yeah, when yeah. you move them out of the room, yes. what did you, I mean, did you take them out and put them back like every day or you no. just pulled them out and left? So <laughs> they never warmed up. Well, no, I had them, but I just I pulled them out of the room and I put them in a cage that had a thermostat on it that would uh, click on off. So, what would happen? I put them on a thermostat with a night drop. Uh, so basically, I okay. took them down in the room with everybody else down to about the 70s where I normally keep everybody, and I pulled the bread light out and I shoved them in the side room, and they were on their own bank of cages and they were on their own little thermostat. And their thermostat allowed the night drop to go further. 
So where everybody else is at like 72 or something like that for a night drop, maybe even closer right. to 70. Um, the bread lie, they continued to drop. So where everybody else evened off, the bread lie kept going down. And I got the bread lie. I got my guys all the way down to, I think, uh, I lowered them all the way down to 55. Okay. Uh, and then, but during the day, the uh, it would gradually climb all the way back up into the 80s. So uh, I think it would happen is their lights would turn off, turn on at 6 a.m. And at uh-huh. 6 a.m., the panel, uh, the computer system controlling the panels in their cages would start racking, racking up the temperature to where they hit about 83, 84 around noon. And then they'd be kind of there for uh, a while. And then when the sun, uh, right around 6 o'clock, it would gradually start knocking it back down. Gotcha. So that was that. So they did warm up um, every day. They got a chance to get warm. But then the night it would drop down to into 55s. So I'm trying to think about how I'm going to do that. Like, normally you're keeping them like normal carpets. So yes. do you think it's bad? Do you think it's a bad move to move them into the cooler room, like, and keep them in the, you know, in the same way as diamonds? No, I don't. Dude, they're bulletproof. So they, yeah, so they would have like a hot spot, and I would give them a higher hot spot, but their yeah. ambient would be cooler. I think they would do. Sense. I think they would do great like that. I just keep them like normal carpets during the off season because they can do it. And it's easier for me to not have separate rooms. I don't have a cold room where I can set up right. tanks and cages and lights. So they just do that, and then I peel them off. Now, that being said, I've only ever had one clutch of uh, bread lye. Right. You know, I got them to breed the one year I was at my mother's house, and then they've not bred for me since I moved in here. So basically, I got Why my pair that? of bread lie. Well, I don't know. I got my pair of bread lie from my curtain, and I tried to winter them in the snake room in sweater boxes in, like, cold corner, and that didn't work. The following year, I took them out of the snake room, and I wintered them in a bank of cages where I was wintering the white lips in my bedroom, and they were in the bottom okay. cage. And okay. they bred like crazy in, like, January. And then I pulled them out of the room, and I thought, nope, not getting anything. And then she lays eggs in, like, July. So I did keep them together. So there must have been more breedings after I brought them into the normal snake room and warmed them up. So, because I don't think she was holding eggs for that long. Um, so there's that. Uh, now that I'm, now that I was here, uh, I don't think I got them cold enough. And also, Mm -hmm. the stat system that I was using before, I'm not sure if it was really as good. I have a Herpstat 1 that's going to be running the rack system that I have for winter this year. So, we're going to do it a different way. And they're going to be in sweater boxes in a rack for winter. They are going to still be together, but, you know, they don't get a whole cage this time. Gotcha. Cool. So that, yeah, that I, we'll see. 
I don't know. I also got a new boy. I got a younger male. He's a little bit on the smaller side, which I'm kind of hoping will be able to at least give me something. So. Gotcha. And yours are LASIK animals, is that yes. right? Yep. Okay. All of, actually, I'm sorry. My new boy's a Harris. Oh, really? Cool. Yes. Yep. New boy's a Harris from Jamie. Um, and then the other three are LASIK. Huh. That's cool. Um, yeah. You'll, is yours an adult now? I can't remember seeing that. I don't remember that seeing that animal. I he, well, I got him at the last Hamburg show I was at, um, and yeah, he I have, I have two point two adults, but they're all normals. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, I don't understand how I got this. I, I only ever wanted to have a pair of bread lie, and then I was going to work my way into either hypos or stonewash, and then I somehow now have ended up with two point two normals. So I'm like, ah, crap. So. Uh, the younger male is definitely an adult. He's uh, he, he'll definitely breed. So, right. But again, he's still he's still a little bit smaller than my proven male. So I'm kind of hoping that he'll get the job done, which is nice because I'd like to potentially have uh, unrelated stuff or something like that, or partially related. So yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's important. Um, so, you know, having unrelated stock uh, that you can breed, I think that is, uh, that is an important thing. Um, yeah. So, a couple other things uh, that I thought we'd hit on. Um, yeah. One, um, the guys at Reptilinks have released, mm. uh, last week we kind of talked about it, but this week they actually, you know, have released it, and I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag until... They did it, yeah. Uh, they were ready, but um, they released lizard scent. Yes. And gecko scent. Yes. So <laughs> this is uh, makes Owen happy, happy because now he's going to be able to breed his uh, Dominican red mountain bows. Well, let's the, not uh, go that far. Maybe that we don't want them. Yeah. Well, you sold yes. them like crazy. They did, which yeah. sucks. Um, yeah, I don't have any. I, never, I didn't keep. I didn't keep any back. Um, uh, the good thing is, is I sold a few to friends of mine, so I do know where they are. Um, but also, right. my ratios for boys to girls sucked. I had so many girls. Um, so either way, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier, not only for the Dominican boas with this lizard scent, the gecko scent. It now means that I don't have to feed, uh, wild caught geckos or anoles, which is basically taking a captive bred animal and making it a wild caught animal. Cause now it's eating something that you can't vouch for if it was clean or not. I mean, who the hell knows what was in that gecko that the thing just ate? So that's no good. So with this scent, it's hopefully going to be easier to get some of those more difficult species feeding. I mean, wouldn't you want to grab a little vial of that stuff? Hell yeah. I already have I have the frog scent. 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I used it. What did I use it on? I used it on my um, water python. Yeah. It worked great. Yeah. Yeah, it really did, um, which was awesome. Um, because for whatever reason, yeah, I was pretty finicky. Uh, he was for a while. Or she yeah. was, I should say. And, um, you know, I tried this out and it went no problem. Uh, so I can imagine that the lizard scent or the gecko scent will work well with species like Anteresia, blackheads, yeah. Walma. I don't know if Walmas are difficult to get going. Um, well, hopefully not, but I'm thinking more along the lines of it's also something that could just potentially help. I have a baby carpet that is like, yeah, I don't really want to eat, and it finally ate like a chick head. And it would be really nice if I could get that thing to eat hoppers by just dropping a little bit of a frog, lizard, or gecko scent on it. I mean, that would be amazing. So, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so yeah, I, those guys are just you know they're just pushing the hobby forward, uh, if you yeah. will, in my opinion, you know. Um, so and they seem to be listening think, uh, to what people might want or need. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there it is. I knew that Midwest Serpentarium. I got to see about trying to get this guy on the show, but he did a hypo to. Uh, and a fours, and those animals look crazy. So he oh took he he took the cheap man's hypo and bred it to the rich man's hypo, and he's going to make something that is just that uh, just dear God. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Babies, I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Okay, stop it! You're going to make me want to buy something. Yeah. Already got people sending me stuff and like you should buy this. I no, damn it. If one more person puts <laughs> a rough scale for sale, I'm gonna keep hearing about it. Jesus. Yeah. People are shocked and I'm like, I don't need oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're gonna be nice. The, yeah, oh. the head pattern the head's alone, like look at all the cream color. It's gorgeous. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. be nice. Everyone should get bread lie. If you're listening to me and you don't have bread lie, what the hell, dude? So <laughs> get with it, man. Yeah, Jesus. So yeah, yeah that was the only guy going broken reptile shows. <laughs> you got to buy stuff from us so we can go and buy all the reptiles. Yeah, God damn it! it all, yes, <laughs> it all stays in the family. Yeah, nothing ever leaves. Nothing. No, it's just it's a round robin thing. We all buy stuff from Nick so that Nick can go buy things. And then we, yeah. you guys all have to buy stuff from us. It's, it's, it's a wonderful circle. So, just snakes on snakes on snakes. So, that's right. <laughs> um, um, God, um, you'll get a kick out of this one. So, my neighbors next door, they're attached to me. Um, they're from Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. They have no experience whatsoever with any kind of reptile. Um, so, couple weeks ago, actually probably about a month or two ago, um, they called me over because there was a black rat snake curled up in the kid's jungle gym just sunning itself. And they had no idea what it was, what it looked like, and they knew I'm the crazy snake guy. So I come over and 
I wrangle up this black rat snake and I'm holding it. It's actually being quite calm. I, the kid, he's, the, I let the kids pet it. I told the kids that we're going to take it and we're going to release it. And that's totally fine. It's not going to hurt them and blah, 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 blah. And they were all cool. It was all a great experience. So yesterday I get a call from my neighbor and they say that they have another snake pinned underneath the kid's sandbox. They have a trap. And I'm like, holy shit, two snakes in one year. Like, that is ridiculous, but yay! So I'm, like, running, I'm, like, getting all, I just got home from work. I was halfway between getting, like, dressed in, like, non-work clothes. So I'm, like, running out the door, no shoes, going out there. I'm like, God, I hope it's not a copperhead. So (laughs) she's, like, you know, I I meet uh, my neighbor, Kristen, and she's, like, she's holding her one kid. And she's, like, it's underneath the sandbox. I'm like, all right. I'm thinking, like, all right, pull this thing up, and it's going to probably dart, and I'll probably have to jump on it. Flip the thing over. Nothing's there. I'm like, all right. The snake clearly got loose. And she's like, it's right there. I'm like, what? And she's pointing. And I'm like, there is no snake here. And she keeps pointing. And there I take a step forward, and there is a giant green slug about the size of your thumb. And it's just there. I'm like, (laughs) And I'm like, not a snake. And she's like, what is it? It's a slug. She's like, I thought one of your animals got loose. I'm like, I would have told you guys. And it's, I'm like, it's a slug. And I pick it up. She goes, is it dead? I'm like, no, its eye stalks are moving. It's doing its thing. And I had to explain to her what a slug was. And that they're kind of like a snail without a shell. And they really aren't going to hurt anybody. And then I took the slug and let it go in a tree by the house. But, you know, it was like. Weird thing with no legs, clearly a snake. So, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Yep. But anyway, that's back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love doing that kind of stuff. So, because yeah. it never is what people say it is. It's always like a copperhead, and it's a water snake. Or it's a, you know, a rattlesnake, and it's a corn snake that really back, like smacks its tail against something. So, yeah, this time it was a slug. Never been a slug before, but yeah. Yeah, I uh I have uh when I did Darwin's too. Um I get that a lot over in Jersey. Uh yeah. you know. People will say, Oh my god, I got this they every time it's like it's a boa constrictor. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not it's not a boa constrictor. Not boa constrictor. No, it is. <laughs> it's big. It is a black rat snake, and you're like, seriously? <laughs> two, <laughs> I mean, like, two feet long, baby black rat snake? Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, and I told you, there was like, we used to do that all the time. We used to get uh, gator calls with the zoo. And the one time where I'm like, they're like, it's pretty big. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I opened the door, and it was a full-grown adult male. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, this time is... Yeah, I'll be back with help. It's like that's how that had to go on sometimes. So, yeah, one day it is going to be a boa. Yeah. It's a boa, man. It really is. I'm telling you. Like, no, I don't. Uh, (laughs) It's a boa. Okay. Um, So uh, what was the other thing I wanted uh, to hit on? Oh, uh, North West Carpet Fest. Um, oh man is uh let me get let me pull it up here and get the get the info all correct uh 
September 16th, Northwest Carpet Fest, Saturday p.m. Um, I believe it's at uh, Doug Taylor's house, and it's hosted by Amy. Um, she's hosting it again. Um, so uh, Amy and Mark Goy are going, so that's pretty cool. Um, nice. But, uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'll get Nick to do some kind of crazy, um, crazy. You know, last year he dressed as a woman. <laughs> the year before that, he took a bath in some ice water. Uh, the year before that, he ate a rat. So, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Uh, wasn't I'm, there a year where they did some kind of slapping contest? <laughs> they just beat on each other for money. It's like, apparently yeah. the, the Northwest Carpet Fest is, like, that's a little bit more extreme than some of the other Carpet Fests. Um, of course, now they're... Apparently. When Doug came on the show, he's trying to make a push for a uh, competition between the three carpet, all the carpet fests out there, and uh, I guess see which one of us kills the a hosting member first. I guess I don't know. So <laughs> I fear what may happen at the next Northeast Carpet Fest at your house. No. Oh my God! It's <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I'm sure. Whatever. Uh, of whatever it is. Um, Put a dollar in the jar, smack year, one in the head. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think next year it's going to be my goal to hit as many as I can. <laughs> as many carpet fests as I can. All right, so, so we'll have to make I, the cardboard cut out of me. So See if I can you, hit all of them, yeah. You can bring it with. It'll be like a little, I'll give you a picture of me on a popsicle stick, and you can just kind of like hold it up places <laughs> so it looks yeah. like I'm there. Yeah, it's fine, because I don't got the money to do that shit. What the hell are you talking about? So, Come on, man. How much is a plane ticket? It can't be that much. Uh, stop it. You know, that's, you do that, and then I'm roped into going to Texas every year, okay? <laughs> so don't do this again. <laughs> I mean, the Texas trip is You get one. <laughs> right? Now, if you plan it correctly, the Northwest could be, you know, cheap, and then the, no, it would be the Southwest. Southwest. At least yeah. you'd be out in California, and you could go make a trip of that. Um, yeah. yeah, I I want to make a trip of the. I want to go down to uh, the Florida one when they get that rolling and going. The uh, uh, God. Oh yeah. The southeast. Yeah, I think that would southeast, be a nice one. Yeah. Especially if, depending yeah, on when they do it. February. Yeah, that would be nice. It'd be a nice trip. So. It'll be freezing cold. I'll, Freezing cold here, and then we'll run down to Florida. Yeah, smart. Yeah, so we'll, oh. so we're gonna start next year with the Southeast Carpet Fest, <laughs> and right after that will be the Southern Carpet Fest, which would probably be at the end of April, and right, right. after that would be the Northeast <laughs> Carpet Fest, and then right after that is usually the <laughs> Southwest <laughs> Carpet Fest, and then. You finish the year with the Northwest Tinley Carpet Park, <laughs> and then. You go to Tinley Park, and then <laughs> you go to Australia. That's my Stop year it. planned out for Stop 2018. It. Stop it! That is plus plus breeding 22 pairs of carpets. <laughs> you insane human! Yeah, no. Dude, God you know damn! I'm not gonna get 22 pairs of carpets. No, no, no. You will yeah, because this is no, no. But this thing, you you've got all this traveling and shit planned. You will now. You will get 23 <laughs> pairs of carpets. And you will set a record for number of twins in a clutch, okay? Because you're playing <laughs> with the odds here, and you're not going to win. So yeah. 
a true story, probably. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the plan. Uh, I don't know if it's you know plausible, but at least uh, the next one I have to add on another one to the. Uh, even if I just add on one, uh, I've never been out on the West Coast, and so it'll give me a reason to go there. Neither have I. Well, uh, you don't. You, yeah, I mean, I, I went to Alaska, but that's not that doesn't count. So yeah. I've never been out to the West Coast, California, place like that. So, yeah, so it would be fun. Um, yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else we got to uh, hit on. I don't know. I mean, do you got your pairings together ready yet? Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> no. I um, take uh, that actually, as a no. <laughs> uh, well, I have, I have a few of them, and and, uh, and the problem is that. Uh, I'm in this weird transition year where animals that I'm growing up are not ready. And it's like, do I repeat pairings? And I'm going to repeat a few, but I'm actually probably going to sit a few animals this year. I'm actually not going to shoot for that high because, you know, I, I don't want to keep doing the same pairings over and over again because I still have animals left over from last year. And I still have babies that I'm growing up and it's, you know, is what it is. Um, So I will be repeating some pairings. Like I will be repeating the uh, Exanic to the super, to my now proven super caramel uh, female. Um, And then I'm also going to take that very same Exanic and throw it to one of my big coastal females to make a bunch of het Exanics. Um, Okay. With, Venus having such a bad year, I won't have anything really caramel related coming to her. But her one daughter, my caramel tiger, is old enough, so I'm going to be throwing a caramel jag to her to try to make some super caramel tiger jags. Uh, I didn't get anything out of my tigers last year, so I'm definitely going to try to push to get them going. Um, and then uh, a few other things that are repeating are like going to repeat my jungle pairings. I'm going to repeat, uh, obviously, olives, white lips, womas, um, and then potentially even water pythons this year, and macaulay's pythons. Water pythons. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Little hell, the male. I I, I will regret it immediately. I already know it, okay? (laughs) So, immediately. So that'll be something cool that I'm hoping to get off the ground. Obviously, it's more of the non-carpet python stuff. So it's like I'll probably do maybe six or seven carpet python clutches is what I think we're going to be shooting for this year. Um, Because I just don't want to do repeats. And I'm going to be sitting a few of my older males and the ones that I've bred numerous times just to try to see if I can get some of these younger guys to go to get something different, unrelated, and something new. Uh, and then, right. obviously, in the next few years, I'll have everybody who I'm raising up ready to go. I need one more year for my caramel head exanic, uh, and then I'll start doing that. So and I think I'm right. going to actually have a, um, uh exanic jag uh, ready to go, so we're going to start doing that stuff, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh <clears throat> I'm pretty excited about my uh my season, so 
Hopefully things but work out. Really? <laughs> I couldn't tell when you, like, slapped up what you were doing in, like, the end of June, you know. <laughs> well, you got to prepare, man. You got to get them ready. Yeah, I know. I know. I yeah. know. And I'll, like, I'll get it up there. It just seems like it just seems like I just finished, and now you're like, "What are you doing for your parent?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." Well, you probably just, did, man. You, you finished. They just what, stopped like three patching. Weeks ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My last baby still even had their haven't had their first shed yet. And you're like, "What are you breeding?" I'm like, "Nothing, nothing." <laughs> and then I'm like, around 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 the middle of August, I'd be like, "Well, I guess I should sit down and figure this out." So yeah, right. You know, soon I'll get there. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, well, the the kind of, that kind of leads me to uh, a post I saw by Andy Grossman. And, um, basically he was saying that, um, in 2017, he, I think his partner only did four clutches of Anteresia, but bred zero carpets, balls, or boas. Um, and it was based on necessity because, again, he moved. Uh, right. He needed to build a new snake room and, you know, all these different things and breeding snakes and hatchlings and getting them feeding and all that. While you're trying to do your house, is just, it's just a recipe Annoying. for disaster, in my yes. opinion. It, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, Owen? I mean, yes. he didn't have such an easy time. Um, well, you know, I also moved in the middle of a snowstorm, which is also stupid. So, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was difficult. But Don't ever let me do that do. again. Don't ever no, let me do that again. <laughs> I can't believe God. Andrew did. <laughs> and, you, um, numerous people should have been smacking me. So yeah, you know, we all just kind of let it go. Zach's usually yeah. the one that's the vocal one, and he didn't say shit. I know. <laughs> you know, the hell? Like, ah, screw it. Let him go. Um, but anyway, he was saying that um, uh, without worry or pressure, da, 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 um, he's just basically enjoyed feeding and, and caring for his collection, much like you do when you start out, um, mm. you know, which, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I guess my thing would be that, you know, it kind of did refocus my passion or my enthusiasm for the species and like right, focus right. my goals and what I wanted to do because, you know, if you last listened to the past two years of me talking, you know, I'm adding this, I'm adding that, I'm adding, you know, I'm the, like, I'm trying to do all these extra things except for what, you know, I'm really excited about. And I don't know if that's because I, I, I lost the, passion for them or you know like if you you know you got to get you got to do something to rejuvenate you again and i found that taking this year off although you know it's it's kind of sucks when you see everybody having eggs hatch and cool things come out of the eggs mm-hmm. it's it it gave me a better sense of focus on my collection and and really made me enjoy what i'm keeping and trim the fat so to speak yeah. you know what i mean and uh, I don't know. I found it good for me. I don't know. What do you think about is, that? No, Did you I ever take it a year good. off? I have not taken a year off since I spread my first clutch of carbon pythons. I've at least oh had 
I've at least had one clutch of carpet pythons a year. Okay. So, um, and that's been since 2010. Seven years straight. Yeah, seven years straight. Um, that being said, I've contemplated it a few times, and to be honest, I probably should have the year I moved. So, right. um, there have been times where I thought about it and other stuff like that, uh, but uh, haven't never have never actually done it. So, but I could definitely see getting back to um, the whole back to when your collection was just the collection when all you had to do was just feed everybody and make sure everybody was good and all that stuff. So, yeah. And then it, this, this led me to think about another post that I saw that Nick Botini, I don't know if you remember him from cold blooded earth that does the uh, short tails. Yeah. Um, he just left his job at the zoo to breed full time. Jesus. So he's uh He's a full-time breeder now. Well, you so know, like, more power to him. I don't have the balls to do that. So, I think it, I think, you know, I don't know. It's just a thought in my head, but like, I'm thinking that like in maybe five years from now, it would oh, be something shit. that I would consider. Oh shit! You know. Well, remember yeah. our good friend Mr. Bill Stiegel is contemplating that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to retire. That's a little bit. Yeah. Well, he's a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, I mean, I I really, really thought about like, you know, I just want to like have the safety net of my job, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, and I think it's one of those things where you just say, fuck it. And you just kind of do it. So, you know, congrats to Nick for having the balls to just do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I hope well, that uh, things work out well for him. So. I, I I definitely think that uh, you could do it, but I also think it takes your collection in a different little bit of a route where now you have to now it's now now it's the job now it's how you make money. So now, you know, do you keep track of every single penny you put into the animal? So you know you have to sell it for this price to make a profit you realize that maybe certain animals are, you know, you want to get them quick, ready to go and get out of here, or other ones are worth raising up, and it, it just kind of is one of those things where I definitely think anybody could do it, but it's not, it's not all fun and games. It's not easy. Well, no, it's, you have to treat yeah. it like a business. It's you a, have to yeah, you have business. to. And if you are but unable thing, to do that, then you best, I don't think you should. So, My thought is this, though, that if I treat it like a business and run it like a business now. Yes. You know, not saying I'm doing that right this minute, but I'm saying, like, if I did that right now, then, um, and I still have my job. Then yeah. I would, and I'm making the same amount of money that I would need to su- to support myself and my family then I should be, in theory, able to do the same thing without having the job. If not, yeah. in actually better, because then I wouldn't have the job to worry about. Right, you know? and all, you could, all you'd have to do is just 
you know, it means you pretty much would, and as long as you stay on the same, you know, you take it seriously, you're not, like, going to be one of those guys that's just like, oh, well, clean tomorrow, wake up every day, clean who needs to be clean, take pictures of all the babies who need pictures taken, list all the things, promote yourself, promote the business, grind it out at some snake shows, and, you know, grind it out listing uh, ads on your website, on every single classified site, talk to customers constantly. You can do it. It's, but you got to be ready for what it is. And if you try to treat it like your own personal hobby, that's going to pay you money to, you know, dick around with your snakes all day, you're, you're going to be disappointed. If you treat it like a business that it's meant to support you. It'll help. You'll do yeah. it. Yeah, so anyway, that's something that I was, and I definitely have to have like a huge nest egg saved up, ready to rock, you know, just in case those uh, times where it might get on the slow side, you know, because you think of how people buy snakes and it it doesn't necessarily equate to steady income, so to speak, you know, like I think it's one of those things where, you know, you got to be able to be very good at managing money Um, you do now would you if you were going to do this full-time would you potentially go and get something like a CITES permit master CITES I think if yeah I mean just like with anything that I do personally if I'm going to do it I'm doing it I'm doing it doing it you know what I mean so like I'm not going to dick around and do it half-ass why have somebody else be the guy when you can be right. the guy? you know what i mean like to me right who else has that and like nobody gets it now because you don't need it or you don't it's not something that you, you would think of, like what would i need it for now you know but if you're doing it full time then you want to be the best you prepared to hit everything yeah yeah you want to so. be the best that you can be so so, I mean, I don't also know. It, Just, and again, it's, it's like daydreaming type of stuff, you know. I don't right. know if it would be, you know, I'd have to see if I could do it for multiple years and, you know, make a decent income at it without, yeah. you know, leaving my current job. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'd, I'd have to know for sure that that this is, you know. This is the way to go, and then you're not going to get, you're not going to pick the wrong choice and be in trouble. I mean, yeah, obviously. And it's almost like with the whole, if you're going to do this full time, don't you want to have the option to send animals to any customer, no matter where they are? So I think you kind of have to do the import, import, export licenses just to be able to make sure that if somebody wants a snake from Eric Burke, regardless of where they are, except for Australia you can accommodate. So, yeah. Cause I've had a lot of people contact me from overseas, like over yeah. in Europe, you know, yeah. cause obviously they don't have citrus tiger stuff over there. And, you know, a lot of people contacting me about that. And I thought about, man, if I would have, if I would have that, I would have tons of, uh, you know, tons of customers who made tons of sales, yeah. but because, because I don't, miss those opportunities but yeah uh, i think you'd have to yeah. if you were going to do this full time and you'd have to do all that other kind of stuff and you'd have to potentially you'd potentially have to go do tinley 
twice a year. You know, uh, I, I think you'd have to stick to any large, uh, you'd have to make the trip to any large show. But again, if this is your job, it's worth it to go out there. I think you have to. Yeah, I would think just like with anything, there's pros and cons to it. You know what of I course. mean? There's 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 the good and the bad, and you'd have to weigh outweigh. I mean, you'd have to weigh out which is what works for you. You know, I would just be afraid. The only thing that would kind of make me afraid would be that, you know, I would do it, but I would try to, you know. It it would become a job, so to speak. Yes, you know what I mean, it would you lose you lose your passion for it because it's right. a, it's 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 your it's your income now. It's not your hobby that gives you relax relaxation. You you'd pretty much have to. I don't think you'd lose the passion that badly. Um, I do understand that maybe there might be a few days where the grind just kind of get to you, but this is still your pick. Um, you'd probably end up playing the guitar a lot more because that would end up being your, you know, that would end up being your escape from the job instead of the snakes. So, yeah. Yeah. So true. Which is not a bad thing. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's doable. Yeah. Like, you know, and like I said, and and the good thing is, is that, uh, you know, you aren't on your own. I mean, obviously, uh, Dory's there to kind of help a bit, you know, her income and stuff like that, but, you know, it is, you are taking your income out of the whole household, and that's, you got to make sure you can accommodate that. Yeah, so I'd have to make sure, you know, I'd convince my wife to get a really good job. Yeah, we should, we should do that. You can be this, you be, yeah, you do that, yeah. You go be the breadwinner, honey, I'll I'll stay here and play with my snakes. Yeah, done. Yeah. Do it. And I'm sure people look at you like you do what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I do what I want. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. You do. What? I, I you thought about that today. What? Actually, I'm like when I'm like when Nick when Nick is introducing himself to like the new parents of like his kids' friends. And what do you do? I breed snakes in my basement. All right then. And this is like you know that's like you just, <laughs> just go for broke. I'm like I you know I would. Yeah. I'd say that immediately. I breed snakes, lots of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm a snake farmer. Oh, what? Snake, a snake farmer. farmer. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm a farmer. Snake. I farmer. like that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I thought that was a good post, and uh, I thought there was some cool, uh, cool content on there. But that was over on that carpet discussion page. It uh, is definitely. I don't know. Anyway. We are in overtime now, so I don't know if you have anything else you want to hit on. If not, I got, you can jump off. And... I got nothing. I think it's time to okay. jump off. All right. Uh, so, yeah, next week I'm still working on uh, line up the guests, and um, we will follow back with um, uh, Jason uh, and the Extreme Genes at some point down the line. Um, find out what's going on with that. Um, so for us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com, uh, our email is info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, all those places, uh, stay up to date with, uh, the latest happenings with us, 
or with carpet fests or with anything uh, cool happening with Morelia. Um, and if you want to listen to the show, uh, whatever podcast app you use, um, just type in Morelia Python Radio, and we should come up. Um, so that's that. Uh, like I said, check out the guys at uh, Reptilinks. Uh, they got those two new scents that came out, lizard and gecko, and they also have frog. Uh, so if you're working with a species that may be difficult to get going, um, then, you know, uh, this may be the solution that you're looking for. I would be curious to see how it works with chondros. I would imagine that, uh, you know, one of those would work pretty well uh, with chondros. So, um, you know, uh, getting those babies going, I think that will be – if if it works like it's supposed to, uh, I think that'd be the test. Push, yeah, push forward. Well, I'm sure you know Nick and his brother have put it to the test. But yeah, I mean like sending it out for people to check out. Um, so check them out at reptilinks.com, and for myself, ebmoralia.com. Um, you can go and uh, click on my green page, and you can see what I got lined up for 2018. Um, I am getting to the point where I'm going to start putting uh, babies up for sale. Um, pretty much uh, pushing through, um, you know, um, what I'm going to hold back. And, uh, right. you know, I can, uh, I'm going to try to put them up probably in the next couple of weeks so that if you're interested in picking it up at Tinley Park, uh, you can meet up with me there. Oh, um, God, that is so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we can get the, uh, you can, you know, if you want to do a payment plan or something like that on something that you, uh, were digging and get that squared away. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you want to get in touch with me, Eric at ebmorelia.com, just look at my, my, the best place to look is, uh, on my Facebook page, on my website, uh, for any availability if you're, if you're looking for what I got. So as soon as I have stuff ready to go. I'm going to post it up there. So that's all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we got up for sale at Rogue. Uh, babies are feeding now. We're going to get the uh, the new, the next group of little ones are going through their second sheds. Once they do that, we'll have pictures of them. Those are the reds. Uh, red Jags and Red Tiger Jags, as well as we also have the Caramels, possible Super Caramels, and Caramel Jags, and possible Super Caramel Jags up for sale, as well as a few babies from the year prior. The next show I'm vending will be the October Tinley Park Reptile Show, but I will be attending the uh, Haviter Grace Reptile Shows and the Hamburg Reptile Shows in August. Uh, so we can definitely meet up there if you want to purchase an animal and have it dropped off free of charge. Just let me know. And also, I think there's another White plane show in there, too. Uh, but that's all we got for you this week. And we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. <laughs>